Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I just got a fax from heaven. You know, the thing is flowing now. I'm in that groove now where it's just, it's just flowing. You know, you know what the Lord told me? He said that most of us would have been concerned about the roof, not the man. Imagine I'm preaching here and somebody goes to this roof, this roof that was made by Israelis <laughs> that are so expensive and we begin to hear big, 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 big. We will be more concerned about the roof than about the man. The love of Christ, which is greater than knowledge. Jesus didn't care about the roof. It would just take a little bit of money, which he had plenty of, to fix the roof. He cared about the man. The Bible says, and Jesus saw their faith. And says, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, the guys in the congregation were top level Pharisees. They knew the Bible. Men do not forgive sins. Only God does. But they would not challenge Jesus. But in their hearts, Jesus picked it by the Spirit and said, which is easier to say? Son, your sins be forgiven thee. Or rise up and walk. I'll tell you the answer. Neither. Only God can do both. Only God can forgive sin and only God so that you will know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. Now, take up your bread and walk. And he walked. So, the, the same power that made him walk is the same power that forgave his sin. The Bible says, and they were filled with amazement and astonishment. Not, not one of them got healed. But the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Incidentally, Pastor G, the same thing is happening today. Power was always present. See, if you have a Pharisaic attitude, they're not wrong with being a Pharisee. But if you have a wrong attitude and in your mind you're saying all kinds of things, that's what happened in Nazareth. That spirit without measure was there. But they couldn't do no miracle there because their attitude was wrong. It's not this Joseph. It's not this Jesus, the son of Joseph and Mary. And that didn't block the power immediately. So, we're almost done. The law of Christ is greater than knowledge that I might be filled. I use the word ultimately because that's, that's that thing he said in Luke chapter 11. That thy whole body will be full of light. You know, with all the fullness of God. In other words, the life of God will now be made manifest in the physical body that will lead to these things. This is what I pray for Olubi Johnson personally or daily. I had not, I've put it here in a summarized nutshell. But or if you have a revelation of it, then you can do it, you know, because I know most people aren't there yet. And I don't want to, you know, um, overstretch people. So just pray this. I might feel full of, with time, God will show you. But I'll tell you what it is. And it is, it, you know, 
the life of God made manifest in your mortal body, empowering instant healing of the sick, cleansing of lepers, raising the dead, casting out devils, incredible photographic memory, language learning ability, artistic ability, musical ability, mathematical ability. So, you will do political, intellectual, sorry, physical, intellectual, political, economic, and environmental miracles. Better. Like and better than that was which was shown in Joseph, in Moses, in Solomon, in Elisha, in Esther, in Mordecai, and in Daniel. Seven names complete. It's a great prayer. That's where God is taking the church to. That's where we're going. Where, you know, when that thing, once it starts happening, Ephesians, sorry, Isaiah 45 will be fulfilled. He says, men of great stature, not ordinary people, they will come in chains and they will bow. They're not worshipping us, they're worshipping God. And say, surely God is in thee. We have, the church hasn't got there yet, but we will get there. Tell your neighbor, say, don't miss next week, oh. I'm going to preach a prophetic message, which I preached years ago, but I'm adding, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's an updated version. You know, we have software updates. So we have revelation knowledge updates. Because revelation is continuous and progressive. Many years ago, I, over 30 years ago, I preached times and seasons. I'm going to re-preach it next week. But it's going to become times and seasons for the perfecting of the church. And you're going to hear some things that maybe you haven't even heard before. You know, new, clear revelation. Because I've been seeking God. You see, when I'm, I'm not a liar and I'm not a hypocrite. When things don't happen, for example, we're expecting the glory of God to have started now, the day of Pentecost and onward. We'll see. You know, we have some months, four months between now and tabernacles. Let's keep working at it. You know, when things don't work the way I think they should work, I do what James wants. He says, if any lack wisdom, let him go to God and ask. So I go and say, God, what is going on here? Why hasn't this thing happened? I, we thought it was going to happen in 2020. It didn't happen. We thought it was going to happen in 2021. It didn't happen. We thought it was going to happen in 2022. Here we are again in 2023. You know, what's going to happen? You know, what, what's happening? And God will show you. He will let you know why, why it is not what you need to be doing. And these are some of the things we need to be doing. I'm going to finish this today. So you can give us a few more minutes. Now, so... These two conclude the, what I call the Pauline prayers. The third thing, we're gonna, because those ones were very familiar with them, is praying in the Spirit. And in my notes here, excuse me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Overcoming uh, things. Of, uh, thank you, Lord. What in the world happened here? Things concerning the kingdom. Thank you. Right. So, the next thing, the first one was love. We've dealt with that. The second one was Pauline prayers. We dealt with that. We're going to do the other two, the last two very quickly because I think we're already familiar with and I can say them in five, ten minutes and we're done. Praying in the Spirit every day. Minimum one hour. 
and not just pray in spirit with all kinds of prayer. I don't have the time and it's not necessary. All this information in all our books. So it's not necessary for me to go into all the deal. I'll just hit it running and leave it. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, praying always all kinds of prayer in the spirit. So there's not one kind of prayer in the spirit. There are four. You see them in 1 Timothy chapter 2. He said, I will therefore that prayer, petitions, supplications, you know, uh, intercessions and giving of thanks. He mentioned all the four there. Be made for kings and for all that in authority. So every day you are expected to pray in the spirit with all these different kinds of prayer. And if you come to our intercessory school, we explain petition, pray with de the details of the prayer request, supplication, you're asking for mercy for yourself, for, for strength for your body, you know, and not to be distracted while you're praying. Most people get distracted. I, I've been a Christian for so many years now, like 40 something years, you know. I've, most people can't pray in the spirit for more than 10, 15 minutes. Even pastors, even great men of God. I just saw something on the internet yesterday, you know. I didn't bother to read it because I didn't have the time. And to me, it was foolishness, you know. And it was, I won't mention the person's name. Big man of God in this Nigeria. One of the top um, uh, um, geos. Not, it's not geo of, um, of uh, redeem. It's not redeem. But it's one of the other ones, you know. You know, you know what he was writing? He said, why we don't speak in tongues? I could not believe. I couldn't believe it. I said, doesn't this guy realize the strategic importance? Then I, now I now understood why they've had some of the problems they've had in that particular area. And I'm praying for them. I don't, I'm not a hypocrite. And I'm not, I, I don't take joy at the downfall of any other person. In fact, I just say, Lord, have mercy, help them pray for them and I did from my heart and I move on you know I want you to know you're not going anywhere if you don't pray much in tongues Ken Hagen taught us you pray at least one hour but I'm, I'm stepping it a notch higher to two and a half and I get that from Malachi chapter 3 as well as from Luke let me quickly look at the scriptures the Malachi chapter 3, everybody's used to that because of the tithe, you know, that we talk about money, which is true. But it has a principle also for prayer. And Luke chapter 3 verse 21, when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus, this statement is made. And as Jesus came out of the water and he was praying, the heaven opened. Everybody screamed, the heaven opened. I didn't hear you. If you don't pray much in the spirit, you will not live under an open heaven. It's not the only key, but it is a major key of opening the heavens. Are you listening to me? One key is the financial key. You need to pay your tithes so you can live under an open heaven. The second key is you must have the right attitude towards your pastor or the people who are in authority over you who are providing you covering the third key is this one praying in the spirit you have to pray in the spirit and not five minutes minimum because the the day is 24 hours so the tithe of the time is two and a half hours approximately 2.4 you know that's one of the reasons why god in his wisdom and in his mercy and kindness 
used my wife to start Good Morning Jesus. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for that. Most people are not used to it. You know, and we were assuming for years that people were doing it. Now, I know that many of the people in the church who are following after were trying. But because it, there was no accountability, you know, the day you are, okay, you pray in the morning. Oh, there's, uh, some, that people, some people go two, three days, they'll pray, but they won't pray much in the morning. How many people know what I'm talking about? That's how good man just has helped so many people. Because you, you, you now know, you know, you, you, you are working to pray five to six. Then many times six to seven. That's already two hours. By the time you pray, you do some of your pastor proline prayers and all of that, read your Bible, you've got your two and a half hours. The two and a half hours is the tithe of your time that will open the heavens. And when the heavens are opened, then the Spirit of God can come down, the power of the Holy Spirit, in a, in a greater measure into your life. And it's also key to this spirit without measure. That's what happened with Jesus. Brother, he was praying and the heavens were opened. The heavens didn't just open. The heavens opened as a result of the praying. Are you listening to me? In Daniel chapter 10 or 9, you see, uh, 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 Daniel prays a 21-day fast. God sends the, the Gabriel, the angel, uh, the prince of Persia, which stands him. Daniel is fasting and praying downstairs on the earth. Then God sends uh, Michael, the archangel, and he takes hold together with, again, uh, with, with uh, Michael, with Gabriel, and there's what does the real mean of breakthrough? The heavens opened. Prayer and fasting on a regular basis, on a, on a daily basis, praying with the Spirit on a daily basis for an hour, an hour or two. Now, let me put a small rider there because we're more mature now. You know, when we started, you know, years ago, I'll just say, bass. <laughs> you know, and I still do, but now I just put a little bit of a rider there. I know most of us, not, not here, if you're in this church and you've been following us for years, praying one hour, two hours in the Spirit every day should not be a problem for you now. If it is, you've got a problem. I'm going to repeat that. I'm not about those who are just new in the church, who just came maybe in the last two, three, four years. But if you've been in this church for five over five, ten years, and you're still having a problem praying in tongues for an hour or two consistently, you got a problem. It reminds me of Apollo 13. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> if you don't know Apollo 13, don't worry. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> you know, uh, by now, if you use life scriptures, you feel your heart life go praying in tongues for an hour with all different kinds of prayers should not be a problem anymore. By now, that yoke should be easy and that burden should be light. If it's still, we got a problem. And you need to go back to God and look at all these things. Look at the love, look at the Pauline prayer, you know, and the life scriptures. Life scriptures are just. Pauline prayer is just specialized life scriptures, really, you know, that give you life and fill your heart so that you can pray in the Spirit, you know, uh, because with the life of God is the fuel of praying in the Spirit. So that, 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 that ends praying in the Spirit. And I'm closing now. The last one is balanced Bible reading. I would say balanced Bible reading. Turn to your neighbor and say, Pastor did not say Bible reading. He said balanced Bible reading. Big difference. And we get that from balanced diets. 
When you read your Bible, all the, the, we have a Bible reading app in, in our app, Bible reading plan. So it's already balanced. So you just visit it, but I'll just quickly tell you and we'll close. This is it. You need to read your Bible in a balanced form every day so that you are feeding from all portions of Scripture daily, just like you eat food daily. When you eat, you get carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are things that give you energy. If you eat rice, if you eat eba, if you eat, you know, any, you know, uh, plantain, uh, plantains, you know, which really is a fruit also. But, you know, those things, they're carbohydrates, yam and things like that. They, they burn, they, 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 when they're digested, it gives you energy, you know. So the Old Testament is like the carbohydrate. It gives you inspiration. You read about Elisha. And you read about Moses. You read about Joseph. Man, you get inspired. And you have strength and you want to do it. You know. Then you need the New Testament, which is like protein. If you eat carbohydrate and you don't eat protein, protein is the thing that's, that, that the body uses to build up you know, muscle and, 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 and tissue into your system. Proteins are critical. Hello, and you need to have proteins. You know, that's New Testament. Tells you who you are in Christ, what you are in Christ, you know. Then you need fats, which are the Gospels. The four Gospels are very important because they show you the life of Jesus and how he's your example and he's your goal. And then inspire you to become like him. But they will not, it will not be functional if you don't have the carbohydrates and you don't have the protein. And that's how it is in real life. If you eat carbohydrate, if you eat and you don't take fats, there are certain essential things. Correct, doctor? You know, that the fats give you. Then you got the two other things. Proverbs, which is like vitamins. Vitamins you only need in a small dose, but it's essential. Don't have vitamins, even if you're eating all the other things, protein and all of that, you're going to get kwashoko. I mean, <laughs> You know, spiritually, it's amazing, the, the, the parallels. Then the last one is Psalms, which is like minerals. Again, minerals, things like zinc. You know, there, there are certain trace elements, they call them. You know, you got, and you have to have, it's small, but they are absolutely essential for the proper functioning of your physical body. Spiritually, is the same thing. Psalms, as basically David you know, because every New Testament Christian is of the dynasty of David through Jesus Christ. So a lot of your prophetic destiny is hidden in the Psalms. Just like it was for the Lord Jesus and David. David was an Old Testament character, but he operated New Testament principles. David put the Ark of the Covenant behind in his backyard under a tent and he didn't die. David wore a linen effort, even though he was not of the tribe of, of, of Levi. He was of the tribe of Judah. He operated as a priest, even though he wasn't a priest. He operated as a king. He operated as a prophet, which is what all New Testament Christians are. So that's why David is so crucial to us. And, and, and our destinies are, you, as you read the Psalms every day, maybe just 10 verses or just a few verses, you get this essential uh, 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 nutrition that helps your spiritual growth. It is these four things. Stand to your feet. We're closing. 
that will take you on the path to the perfection of fullness of Christ. Number one, love. Confessing it, meditating it, practicing it, determining it. Two, Pauline prayers and life scriptures, I put them together. That will give you revelation and then life that will fuel number three, which is praying in the spirit with all kinds of prayer in the spirit. Then number four, this after you do all that praying in the spirit, when you go and read your Bible, your eyes will now be open. The scriptures will open. There are people who read the Bible, they, they, they know the letter, but they don't know the spirit of scripture. Because all those other three are not in place. This is where God is taking the church. The church is on a journey right now to its great prophetic destiny. The perfection, the fullness of Christ. Without fear of contradiction. Let me say this. I say this to the glory of God. I yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me. Jesus Christ will not return in what we call the rapture until there is a functioning, perfect church in the earth. Underline the word functioning. There is a church right now as I'm speaking. Many of us are already growing. We've passed a lot of stages. We're very close to this stage, but we're not there yet. And don't let anybody fool you and say we're there. We're not. Say, Pastor, how will you know when you're when, when there? When you heal the sick instantly. When you cleanse the lepers instantly. When you raise the dead instantly, daily. There's no point. Yeah. Let's, let, Jesus is the pattern. And he is the goal. The Bible says, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching. And healing all manner of sickness. He says, and virtue went out of him and healed them all. The Bible says, great multitudes came from Tyre and Sidon. They came from Judea. They came from, 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 from Jerusalem in the south. You know, and it was a long journey in those days. People would rush and they would come. And they say, whithersoever he went into villages and cities and country, they will bring out the sick on the street, you know. And it says, and virtue will go out of him. As many as touched him, they were instantly healed. Until you see that, he hasn't come yet in us. We have a little bit over here and there. We are we're even here in this church. You know, I pray for people every Sunday. People get healed, you know. But I know, you know, and this is what he was talking about. He said, then thy whole body shall be full of light. As when the shining of a candle, the world will come to us. Ah, turn your neighbor and say, don't miss next week. I don't want to get into it. But I just tell, I just give you a little peep, a little preview. The world is coming, and you know who else is coming? Israel. For the blindness happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles. Once our fullness comes, Israel is coming. Then Israel's eyes will be open just like the eyes of Nigeria is open. Just like the eyes of US is open. Just like the eyes of UK is open. It doesn't mean every Israeli will get born again, no. But what it means is that that blindness that was over Israel, it will be open. And many of them 
will come, get born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. They won't stop there. They will go into the perfection of fullness of Christ. Now, some of them will stubbornly remain, you know, and I won't accept and all of that until after the rapture. Then after the rapture, you know, it will be... Ah! Then the, God will send the two witnesses and 144,000 to disciple them. But there are some who will go with us. They will be like the Paul. You know, even though Israel's eye was blind, Paul got born again. Peter got born again. So it wasn't the whole nation. Same thing now. We're going to have Israeli Christians who are going to be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, perfection. I know what the Bible says. He says that if the casting away of them, uh, don't miss next week. If the casting away of them be the saving and the reconciling of the world, he said, what will be their coming back? He said, life from the dead. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to God. Oh, I'm so excited. The greatest days of the earth are here. The greatest days. Never in human history will be experienced what we are going to experience in the next 20, 30 years. In fact, it will be so good, Pastor Jesus. It will be so good, dear. They will be eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, selling, buying. The, there will be economic prosperity. There will be peace enforced by the church. Not in politics. Because God is going to give them a rod of iron. And with that rod of iron, we're going to break the nations. And enforce righteousness, peace, and joy. It's a foretaste of the millennial reign. It's not the millennial reign. It's a foretasting of the powers of the age to come. Creating a conducive atmosphere. So that the gospel of the kingdom can be preached unto all tribes. It'll take about 20 or 30 years. During that time, people will, be, uh, people will be so blessed. And they will think, you know, well, don't mind those people and all that. All that is also excess. We don't need to. So a lot of people get born again, but not everybody. And they will just relax. They will enjoy the blessings. Just like what happened in the millennial reign. You know, in the millennial reign, for a thousand years, people will be marrying. They will be dying. That time, you would die. When the man dies at 100, they will say, he's a small boy. People will live to 500, 600 because the devil is locked up. But do you know the amazing thing? Just before, as the close of the millennial reign, Satan will suddenly be loosed. And the Bible says, great multitude will follow him. It means it was in their heart all this time, all these thousand years. So it will be during this time. While we're preaching and all of that, a lot of people... Just leave them alone. They'll be afraid of us. So they'll just leave us alone. But in their heart, they won't accept. They'll keep doing what they're doing and all. But they'll be enjoying the benefits of the prosperity, the healing, the good um, economy. And they'll, ah, live, you know, they'll be living good lives. Ah, people will be blessed. All the things we pray in Psalm 144, that our sheep, you know, will bring forth in their thousands. You know, that our, uh, our ox will be strong to labor. You know, that our, 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 there will be no complaint. will be prevalent in a lot of nations. So they will relax. 
I'm preaching some of next week's message. I'll close it now. They will relax. They will continue in their sins. They will continue in their rebellion. Because they have material something. And we'll deal with some of them, but we only deal basically with the leaders. You know, so that the conditions can be maintained. You know, then one day, suddenly, the perfect church will be raptured. And he that letteth will not, and then he will not be taken out of the way. Then all kinds of natural, when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come. That's what's ahead of us. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.